In superhero movies, where we see origin stories that set us up for great adventures, there's something I've noticed is common in the narrative. It's the idea that these individuals always felt out of place, or like they could give more, but didn't know how. Something was holding them back and they just didn't know it. In the end, regardless of the powers or the adventures, it's clear that the only thing holding them back was themselves. Even though most of us are not superheroes, bitten by radioactive spiders, bulletproof, or with super speed, the only thing we do share is self-doubt. We don't need to save the world from an alien invasion or stop a train from derailing to figure out what's really holding us back from becoming the best version of ourselves, the superhero within our own story. Sometimes it's about letting someone tell you about your blind spots. And that's where someone like Harry Lopez comes in. On part two of this episode with Harry, we will speak about the power of feedback, following our truth, the role that emotional intelligence plays in understanding ourselves, getting comfortable with the uncomfortable, and more. Hola, yo soy Andrea Marquez, and this is Latinx, a show brought to you by La Red Hispana and the Hispanic Communications Network for the new generation of Latinx. This season, we want to focus on empowering you to follow your passion and be smart about chasing your dreams while speaking to Latinx from all over, de diferentes colores y sabores. Thank you for all of your support. Our community keeps growing, so make sure to join Latinx on Instagram and TikTok at Latinx. You can also find out more on our website at wearelatinx.com. This is the second part of two episodes with Harry. Make sure to listen to part one first. One of my other's mentors recently, I'm, I've been asking for a lot of very critical feedback. One of my mentors, I asked him, James, can you give me feedback on how I'm doing? And like, sure. He sent me a voice note. You're playing so fucking small. And I was like, ouch, ouch, it hurt. It hurt. Because the ego doesn't want that. It hurts like this facade, this, this part of you that feels like it's protecting yourself. But that's not the truth of who I am. It's this barrier and this wall that I'm projecting out into the world. Uh, the truth of who I am is never small. The truth of who I am is unconditionally loving. The truth of who I am is just raw, pure, like unabashed, just limitless. And, and the, our work here is to, is to get closer and closer to that truth, the essence of who we are. So it's been so powerful for me to get feedback, both the positive and the negative. It's felt cringy, it's felt excruciating, and, but it's something that I've been asking for a lot more of lately. And it's something that I realize a lot of people don't get ever, especially leaders of companies. They're not getting a lot of feedback from, from others. And I welcome it because I, I want to be the best that I can be. So I can serve as powerfully as I can serve. What do you do in this case? Like with a feedback like that, what's the next step? You grab on and someone tells you you're playing small. Okay, now what? You just start wondering, how do I bridge the gap? Where am I playing small? You start, I, I started going into reflection questions for myself. And, and I was in the emotional intelligence training where I got, where I was tasked with receiving feedback and both positive and the, neg and the negative. And for me, the, the positive was really, really one, it's always wonderful to receive positive feedback, but there's feedback in that as well. It's like, 
oh, I struggle with receiving because I'm used to giving so much. And so that's feedback for me. With the negative feedback, it's like, ouch, this hurt. It's not me. It's the ego. Got that. Um, how do I bridge the gap? So I'm playing small. What do I get? What do I do in order to not play so small? And where am I playing small? I get to assess and look in every area of my life. And so I start assessing. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm being inconsistent in maybe showing up online or, oh, I've got this private Facebook group and I haven't really shown up there very much. Or um, my numbers, like looking at numbers or data or how many people I'm reaching. And um, even with my, my, my habits, like where am I holding back? Where am I holding myself back out of just comfort and, and such? And, and where am I not being uncomfortable? Where am I not allowing myself to get uncomfortable? Because so much, everything lies on the other side of discomfort. And so of course that was an uncomfortable situation for me is to get that feedback. And so I don't really have an, an exact answer but it's really about through reflection and self-inquiry allowing myself to understand where is this happening and how might I begin to close the gap in my life in those areas and um, from personal experience, that wasn't very long ago that I received feedback like that. And I've already seen just new ways of being begin to emerge as a result. And I've been so grateful for it. And it's feedback that I hear a lot in my head. I hear it, I hear different things that I've, different feedback that I've received. And I ultimately have to operate with the understanding that feedback is love, that it's the most loving thing that someone can do for me because if you care about somebody, you're going to tell them when they have food, when they have food in their teeth. And so that's been, that's been really important for me in, in clearing the energy, clearing things that are not working, cleaning, cleaning things up. And so I've been really open to receiving that. Are you open to receiving feedback? If you are, sometimes it's about knowing how to ask for it. There's no one right way to do things, but you can start by identifying what you would like to know and come up with a list of questions that could elicit answers that you could actually do something about. So, instead of asking, do you think I'm doing well? Ask something like, in what ways do you think I could improve on insert job function here? I mean, this could apply to everything, relationships as well. You also need to make sure you're asking the right people. Not everyone will be able to give you the best feedback. Just like Harry did, you reach out to people who truly know your work and know you as a person. Not to say that you can't ask people who only know you at a surface level, but that means you have to think about what questions they'll be able to answer. And whoever you ask, make sure you're ready to listen. Don't be defensive, because this is part of your growth. And ultimately, it will only be good for you little like two three weeks ago um we had in my company our mid-year reviews i've only been in this company for well by that time it it had been three months so performance review of three months do that do with that what you will right um Mm -hmm. and you're supposed to review everybody so whoever is my superior and whoever i'm managing they have to also review me and, and then you do this whole thing where my superior and I, my manager, my, the, the account director and I kind of sit down and we go 
through a review that I do for myself. So first I have to review myself and then he sees my review of myself and he's like, is that true or not? And how can we get better? Right. Mm. And it was such a, for me, it was a very important thing to do because I think that as humans, and, and I see that all the time, we're very weary of confrontation. We don't like telling people that they're not particularly doing great on in something. It's really hard to do that. Very hard to give feedback, I would say. Even probably harder than receiving it, which <laughs> is what I learned with this whole practice. Because I was like, give me all the feedback you want, guys. I don't care. Give me the worst of it. But giving it to <laughs> someone was like, oh my gosh, how can I do this constructively in a way that will help them grow and not just tell them that, I don't know, they don't write emails correctly or I don't know, something dumb like that. Um, <laughs> but what I, what I did see was the effect, the before and after, like it, it really was motivational to me personally to have concrete things that someone has values me enough to tell me uh, about, right. Which is telling me that I have food in my teeth and and why it matters and, and why that's going to help me grow. And, and I also saw the other side of it where I had colleagues where they had a lot of things that they had to work on themselves, but no one was willing to tell them because it's scary. It is so scary. And so you telling me that feedback is a way of showing love. I am now going to apply that, tell that to everyone in my company, make sure that they all know that, <laughs> but it's such a, it's, it's true. It's such a good way. Cause when you're receiving feedback, it's also important to remember they value your work and what you do enough to do this with you, with you, not at you. Yeah, it's all in the interpretation of the feedback, right? So we can interpret it as this person sucks. I can't believe that they're doing this to me. They're attacking me. Or it's like, oh, my interpretation is, wow, they love me enough to reveal to me my blind spots and my areas for improvement so that I can continue, so I can do better. I can mm -hmm. continue serving and doing my work so much more powerfully in the world. And it's going to hurt. There's parts of you that are not going to, in the giving and receiving, there's parts of you that are going to be like really uncomfortable, but it's in welcoming that and knowing that on the other side of that dis discomfort is so much freedom, so much freedom. Harry, I'm going to ask you a, a set of lightning round questions. Okay. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So favorite book. Oh, geez. I think, oh, cause I, cause I just talked about that one. Uh, <laughs> I've been reading so many lately, but usually it comes back to loving what is. It's been really transformative for me. Okay. So loving what is. Loving what is. Okay. Favorite singer. Oh, right now it's her, the band oh, her. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I okay. love her. The first thing you do in the morning. Uh, drink water. Hidden talent. Uh, I'm re I'm a really good dancer. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> is that hidden though? Is it hidden? That's, oh, you're right. It's not so hidden. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> this isn't always stumps okay. everybody. I guess I'm so. glad that people don't hide their talents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is a talent, but I'm really good at sales. Oh, okay. I'm very persuasive. <laughs> I completely believe that. I'm persuaded right now. So I believe that. <laughs> I'm really good at sales. It's crazy. 
Like I really like it. And and another talent is it's like I love studying business stuff for some reason. Just feel like it's fascinating to me. Quality you look for in business partners. Uh, empathy, empathy, and like a secret magic sauce that I don't have. Something that they can compliment to me, to the team. That's a good one for business. What is a quality you look for in your friends? Uh, humor. I love. I love to laugh, and I love having a good time. And I love. I want. I want relationships and friendships with people that are just constantly seeking to expand. Like I want to be able to have, like, be able to laugh with you and have an amazing time, but also be able to have to go deep. The depth of of depth is something that's really important to me. And thoughtfulness. Thoughtfulness is important. So depth, humor, and thoughtfulness. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One thing you wish you knew at the beginning of your career. Oh, this is really cool. Um, let's see. You don't have to work so hard. You don't have to work so hard. And I think that, that was imprinted in my being from such a young age that you just always have to grind and hustle. But there's, in, in the work that I do, it's not really about that. It's really about really allowing yourself to be and really create stillness and grounding and trust. Trust that everything will work out. So you don't have to work so hard and work smarter, not harder. And then trust, just trust people, trust in yourself. That's a big one for me has been trust and particularly trusting others. And you can't trust others if you don't really trust yourself. So trusting myself, trusting everyone, even those you don't want to trust. I know that we could go into a long conversation on that, but trust is big. No one does those two things. The um, You don't have to work so hard and you also, they don't tell you trust everyone enough, I think. So those are Especially not Latinos. Yeah. Especially not Latinos. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're like, no, you don't trust nobody. Yeah. Nope. Yep. But um, uh, Ma- uh, Ariana Huffington, this is from one of my teachers, said that they asked her, what was the, what's been the reason for your success? And she said, the reason I've attained success is because I've operated in my life as if everything is rigged in my favor. Everything is rigged in my favor. And so she's just trusted that everything is for her. And you, in order to trust in that way, you've got to trust yourself. And when you fully trust yourself, everything's a projection. So if you don't trust you, you're not going to trust others. If you don't trust others, it means you don't trust you fully. And in order to create that trust, like being having an awareness that maybe trust is missing or that you could have more trust there, it's just like a light switch. Once you begin to bring awareness to it, compassion, understanding, you begin to build the muscle of trust. And it's like, oh my God, I trust you. <laughs> yeah. Like I trust me. I trust you because I trust me. I can't not trust you because I don't know really who you are and all that. You know, it's, it's just so convoluted, but it's, yeah, trust is huge here. And one thing I didn't ask you that I, that you wish I would have asked. Like one of those cool breakdown moments. Like when was your, when was a moment you hit rock bottom or something where you're like, wow, um, that was like a real defining moment of your life. Okay, Harry. So tell me what has been one of the most defining moments of your life? It was about two years ago in Malibu, California. One of my girlfriends from uh, a spiritual psychology program she invited me, she was doing shaman, shamanic healing 
and she invited me. I was in a really low place living in Los Angeles. It was right before the pandemic started. No, not right before, just maybe about a year and a half ago. So a couple months before the pandemic started, she invited me to a sound bath healing ceremony in the top, at the top of a mountain in, in, Lagoon, in Malibu. And I didn't know anybody. I had actually never really met her. Uh, we had been in the same program, working with the same with a similar teacher. She messaged me on Instagram. And she's like, hey, you should check this out. You should come to this sound bath healing that I'm doing in my house. I was like, sure, I'll check it out. I didn't, I had no idea. I had no intention of really going. I was interested in it, but I was like, eh, I'm not sure that I would go. The day of, I woke up and I just didn't feel so well. And I felt so, some weird sensation. And I looked through my DMs and I saw her and I was like, should I go to this? And then I was, something inside my body said, you just need to go. You got to go. You get to go to this. And so I called an Uber and I drove like about 30 minutes and I got to her house. Didn't know anybody there. And it turns out that there was like psychologists and therapists and shamans and a bunch of folks in the healing space. And we did the sound bath healing for about eight hours under, under, under psychedelics. My first time ever doing mushrooms ever. And it, I, I will always remember that day for the rest of my life. That was a defining day of my entire life because under the medicine, I got to really see myself in a way that I had never seen myself before. And I could feel areas of my body where I had been holding on to tremendous tension and stress. And I screamed at the top of my lungs that night for about an hour straight, I lost, my, I was like about to lose my voice. I was screaming and screaming and screaming, just releasing, releasing, letting go, letting go. It felt like I was purging and vomiting, screaming and screaming. <laughs> the top of my lungs and everybody around me was looking at me and I kept looking around saying, should I keep going? Is this okay? I don't want to look bad. I was afraid of looking ugly and bad and weird and making too much noise. And everyone there was encouraging me to just go for it. And I remember that that was the beginning of a new Harry. Like I, I later that night after having screamed so much, I went to Santa Monica Boulevard and I just walked around the shopping plaza and I was walking and I felt different. I felt like someone new, felt like I had just released parts of myself that were just needed to go. And it felt like a rebirth. And I remember that, that, the next, that night I took an ice cold shower right before going to bed. And I started the next day waking up super early, really committing to my rituals, doing ice cold baths, meditations, affirmations, incantations, setting clear intentions of what I wanted to create in my life. And I remember my business, like we doubled our, our revenue. We called in a team of folks. We, we, we got our biggest groups of group of co cohort that we had ever had just months after. Just like the it was the beginning of a new life for me and I'm so forever grateful for that experience there are defining moments right and and we have to pay attention to them and what they mean in the grand scheme of things of our personal lives because we are all the main character in our lives is there anything else you'd like to say no I feel complete this has been so wonderful thank you Andrea hey guys thanks for listening to the second part of our episode with Harry you can learn more about Harry at harryluislopez.com or launchladnecky's.co. You can also follow Harry at theharrylopez on Instagram. You'll find all of this information in the description of this episode. 
Remember to support Latinx by rating us on Apple Podcasts. As you know, this will help us continue to work on the show and bring on guests who inspire and motivate you. This is Latinx. I'm your host, Andrea Marquez. Thank you for listening. <laughs>